Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. I think this is a huge bonus. People always say, I can't sell myself. I don't know how to talk about what I've done. Well, you get to actually just do something instead of talking about doing something. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma. I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration, and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional, and together we're excited to give you all the tips, tricks, and behind-the-scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey, Em, and welcome back, everyone. Who are we giving a big, fat shoot-your-shot shout-out to this week? This week, we are shouting out Bori, who bought us five coffees. She said, hello, Emma and Sarah. Thank you so much for your invaluable advice through this podcast. You two have now officially helped both me and my partner land our dream jobs. I discovered your podcast over a year ago, just before moving to Australia, when I was in the process of remotely interviewing for a job in Sydney. I've listened to all the episodes and thanks to your wisdom, practical tips and positive energy, I secured a job even before landing in Oz. This was almost a year ago, so a very overdue thank you. Then about a month ago, my partner decided to look for a new job and I immediately got him hooked on your podcast too. He got two interviews lined up by a recruiter within a few days of updating his CV, so we started listening to your podcast episodes non-stop, in the car, at home, on our commutes, and all of your advice, tips and jokes were once again invaluable during this process. Finding and securing a job can be such a stressful experience, particularly due to all the unknowns and uncertainty, but your insights helped both of us through it every step of the way. I told my partner about the episode to play right before the actual interview, and he didn't realize it was going to be a short one and ended up playing it on repeat five to six times before the interview (laughs) to keep that inspiration and motivation up. Enjoy your coffees from us. Every bit deserved and more. Thanks again. That is the best. Oh my God. A whole ass family that we got jobs. That's amazing. That is so good. I love the shared, listening in the commute and playing it five to six times that episode. It was like it got to the end of it and was like, well, I can't listen to something else now. I've got to keep going. (laughs) Yeah, it is a short one, just FYI, if you haven't listened. If you are interviewing and you're trying to move to Australia or you've got some big career change coming up and you need a bit more help than just our podcast, I do one-on-one interview coaching sessions with people from all around the world. You can find out all about them at www.interview.com. Interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching. 
And as always, if you want to request an episode specifically on your situation or industry, slide into our DMs. You could be that person. And if you liked something or have used a tip we sent you, hit us up, follow us on Instagram, send us a message and follow us. Yep. And once again, this episode is by popular request. And I really love that people request because often it's like the episode is too late to help them. Our reply helps them. But the episode is often for the future people who are in a similar situation. It's like paying it forward. And I'm going to read out about three different messages that we've got from people in their different scenarios asking about this topic, which is giving presentations like as part of the interview process. So I'm going to read them out to let you guys know what sort of inspired this episode. So someone said, Emma and Sarah, I had a very good first interview on Friday where the interviewers couldn't help but compliment on my storytelling. Thanks to you. I was invited to proceed to a second interview next Tuesday, but this one seems a lot more intense as I need to give a 10 minute presentation to a fake town hall meeting describing my vision for the role. It will also be followed by 30 minutes of a leadership interview. I'm not sure what to say about my vision without actually having worked there. Next up, we had, I just got called in for a second interview. Yay, it's actually for a project officer role for community development and planning. I previously used to work as an architect for about seven years, so it's a bit of a change. They're going to give everyone a task beforehand for us to present to them. Any tips? And then thirdly, hi gals, I've been listening from the UK all week for my interview today. I just missed out. The person who got it had 15 years experience at that level, I have zero. But I got told my interview was so amazing, they're applying for more funding to hire me too. I also felt really good about my answers despite interview nerves. Thank you so much. Also, maybe an episode on doing a presentation in an interview or maybe an episode on values-based interview marking. So lots of different ways that people are being asked to do presentations as a part of an interview. In one of those there, it's it's 10 minutes of a pre-prepared presentation on, you know, your pitch for the role. One of those, it's something that they're going to give on the spot, like you've only got to prepare for it on the day. And another kind of talking about doing a presentation just in general. So I've heard them before give you a particular question you have to answer. Sometimes they will come on the spot or you have a task, you have time to prepare, but it's like on site you have to prepare so you don't get to do it from home. There's all types of different ways that they would ask you to do a presentation. So why do we do them? Yeah, that's a good question. Why would you bother getting someone to go through all this work of doing a presentation? The thing is, interviews are very unnatural and an interview doesn't do a very good job of telling whether someone's going to be good at the job. And I'm sure everyone out there listening who's like good at their job now, but is a bad interviewer is like furiously nodding their head because how good you do in an interview doesn't necessarily very well predict how well you're going to do. That's why there's things like behavioral interviewing and all these things to try and have interviews be a better predictor of how someone will actually perform, but they're not that great. They're just the best of a bad bunch of options. So the gold standard in testing whether someone's going to be good at a certain job or not is actually getting them to do that job and seeing how well they do at the job and then judging them by that, right? But you can't 
make everyone do the job or do free work or do a trial. Like hospitality has the absolute right idea. Like do one shift and see how they go. That's a great predictor, right? Because it shows when they turn up, how they do, how they interact with people. But you can't get people to do free work for you and that doesn't work really in interview settings. So activities, tests, quiz, tasks, all these types of things, they're trying to get closer to the job itself so they can test what you'd be like in a more natural job environment as opposed to just an interview. So that's where the idea of presentations, tasks, quizzes, whatever kind of comes from. Is it true that you're only going to be asked to do a presentation if that's pretty relevant to your job? Like if you're an electrician, they're not going to make you do a presentation. Well, look, I'm not saying they won't because it would be strange. Companies make weird decisions all the time. But yes, typically it will have something to do with the type of job that you're doing. It'll be closer to, like if you're a teacher making you present, extremely relevant, (laughs) extremely relevant. If you even like a customer service person, you need to be a good communicator. So that might be relevant. So you might not be presenting as part of your job necessarily. Directly, literally presenting, but the skills are needed. Exactly. Whereas if you were in a tech role, like a developer, let's say, really not relevant in terms of how you present things, really not relevant at all, which is why you'll find in tech interviews, Google and all these other tech companies and stuff, they come up with like pair programming, they do code tests, they do other things to get closer to the actual job versus an interview. So this is kind of another version of that. So what are they looking for in the presentation? There's a whole bunch of reasons what skills and what background they might be looking to test. And this kind of might inform the type of presentation they get you to do. So one of them might be they want to test your knowledge. Maybe they're asking you to present on a particular area of technical specialty to say, tell us about the safety regulations that apply to construction, for example. That would be a good thing to ask a safety person to present, right? So that might be one. They also want to see how you respond to a brief. So if you think about it, you're going to be getting briefed on things all the time and asked to respond. So they're trying to test that on a micro level of, okay, well, how well can you take on a task and respond, show initiative? Yeah. Prepare for a meeting, let's say, hey, you need to deliver this for XYZ meeting. Yeah. It might be how well you communicate your thoughts. You've had to come up with an idea. How well do you get that across? Are you stumbling across your words? Are your thoughts a bit disjointed? Or have you been able to put together a couple of key points? And also to see how you prepare. Are you someone that comes in proving they've done their research or do you seem flustered and like you really don't know your stuff? That's not going to be a good look. You threw it together last minute. Again, it's seeing like how would you turn up to a meeting that you were going to run? Would you have everything ready? Would you have notes? Would you have resources prepared? Or have you just decided to turn up and kind of wing it? They also might want to see how you perform under pressure, especially if this is a job where there might be pressure, where it's deadlines and lots of last minute decisions and final calls and being on the spot. Yeah. And that's particularly for the one where the listener messaged and said, we're going to be given a task on the day and have to present. That's less likely to be testing your knowledge and more likely to be testing how you're going to go under pressure. You're not going to have time to do a great job. What are you going to do with that time instead? What can you put together under short notice and how calm can you stay? Potentially, if this is a sales or marketing type presentation, to see how persuasive and convincing you are. 
Yeah, exactly. And it might not even be about the content. It's just how persuasive you deliver your ideas because they might want someone who's got to sell things to clients or whatever. You've got to be persuasive. So it's not about the content. It's about the how. The last one is just in general to see how you interact, how you stand when you're presenting. What's your eye contact like? Do you build rapport with your audience? How do you do with questions? Do you come across condescending or are you really friendly? Like all those things that they can learn about you from seeing you in action that you don't get from an interview. So our main takeaway and piece of advice is you need to show your skills rather than tell them. Uh, Not quite. The main takeaway is that this is a huge opportunity. Instead of having to talk about, I build great rapport with people, or I'm really persuasive, or I present really well, or I'm really prepared, you get to actually do those things instead of having to talk about them. I think this is a huge bonus. People always say, I can't sell myself. I don't know how to talk about what I've done. Well, you get to actually just do something instead of talking about doing something. This is a good mindset shift because I feel like in all of the messages that we got sent in, there was an element of panic that it's like, oh my God, I have to present. What does this mean? Like, I feel that people probably have this idea that they're going to get put up there and grilled and expected to know the ins and outs and details of the company. But it's really just more about the task. It's sort of like the group interview episode we've done about how they get you to all do things. And it's more about just getting in and doing something than doing the right textbook perfect thing? Yes, exactly. I want you to step into the shoes of someone who's hiring someone again. Imagine that you just get to ask them questions and you say, oh, how do you go dealing with clients? And they tell you something and you have to take their word for it, right? Instead of saying, okay, I want you to do a pretend presentation to a client that's going to be so much easier to see and imagine how they would do in front of your clients. They don't have to get it right of like, oh, our clients wouldn't say that. Like they're not testing you. They're just putting you in an environment that makes it easier for them to imagine you doing the job, which is a good thing for you. A presentation is better than an interview. Would you say in terms of the process, if you're getting to do a presentation, are you probably like one of the last men standing or are they getting most people to do presentations? Ooh, good question. I think most of the people who wrote in, and I'd say on in most cases, it's typically like a second round type of thing because there's certain stuff that they're going to rule out. And also there's an element of like making so many people do all that work to prep to come in and they have to sit through all these presentations too. And if they meet you in the first 10 seconds and know like, oh, you're not quite the right person, they've got to sit through your presentation. So it's a medium. It's like you've done well, but you're not a front runner necessarily. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There still might be other people in the mix. Great. So now onto our tips, the moment you've all been waiting for. Now, none of these are super groundbreaking and you might be reassured to know that They're quite simple and easy to follow. Yes. We often say, Em, what do we say? It's not a trick. Yeah, it's not a trick. Just do the presentation. You'll do great. So none of the reasons we just talked about of why you're doing the presentation, they don't expect you to be the absolute expert at the thing you're talking about. Even in the one where you're showing knowledge, you don't have to know every single thing, particularly in those examples that listeners sent in about your vision for the role. Like they have their own vision for the role. Like they're not saying that you have to guess what's in their head. Like it's not a test. I think that's probably what I want to get at here. It's not a test. They're looking at how you think or how you put ideas together or why you suggested something. To me, that particular girl's question about 
the vision. To me that they're looking for creativity and for like, I don't know, just initiative to me. Like they don't want you to match their exact vision, but they just want you to use your brain and think and go, well, what based off what I know about this company, where's a gap in the market and how could we move there? Like just think. And also they're not going to hold you to that. Like you'll come in and learn what needs to be done and they'll tell you what to do. Like they're not expecting you to actually deliver on that. It's just, okay, based on what you've got, what you know already, what might you say is your vision for the role? I think it's a bit like, imagine you said to the doctor, oh, I've got these symptoms and you're just having a casual chat. Oh, I've got these symptoms. What do you think it is? And they said, oh, I don't know. I'd have to do tests. Like, how could I possibly say? I have no idea. I don't know. And you're like, well, come on. Like, you know, you know, you know, yeah, yeah. Come on, have a bit of a guess. Like, what might it be? And it's the reasons why, oh, well, it could be this because of this. It could be that because of that. So that's kind of what you're trying to do here. You don't need all the information. It's still helpful what the little information you have. Great. You don't need to be Steve Jobs. Yes. They're not looking for you to be an absolute expert. Well, unless the job is like presentation expert or something, like that's not what they're testing here. And I think sometimes the advice that I looked up for this, I always Google what else is out there. Some of the advice was like, you need to be a creative storyteller. You should practice. And like, it basically wants you to become an expert in presenting overnight just for this interview. Like that's just not the case. They don't deserve that energy. And prepare for it like it was a meeting at work, not like a career limiting, you know, end of the world meeting, but like an important one. You know what I mean? Like prepare for it like that. You're not spending weeks and weeks preparing for a meeting like that, are you? That would be a waste of time. But you might no, spend a yeah, a couple of hours and you might rehearse it once, but it's not just a meeting you wander into your everyday weekly meeting either where you don't really prepare and you have a couple of ideas. It's in between. It's an important meeting, but it's not end of the world. You don't need to go out of your way to like memorize all your slides or anything like that. Hey, Job Hunters, big news. Our all-new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one-on-one -on -one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep, it takes you step-by-step-by-step step step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits, and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. Now, it's okay to ask for more details if you need them and you should. So if they just say, hey, yep, we need you to come in and present on Tuesday on rainforests, just made that up. You are allowed to say, okay, how long should it be? Who's going to be in the room? How much detail are you looking for? Will I have the opportunity to have slides available? Yep. Ask all the questions. There is a limit though. So once you get the basics, don't hound them for more clarification. Yeah. I'm imagining again, the listener who wrote in and said, they want me to present for 10 minutes. It's a fake town hall. So town hall means it's to all of the employees at the company and it's about your vision for the role. That's so funny. I did not know that. I was picturing that it means like to the community or something. No, a town hall is like a, it's just a word for like an all company meeting essentially. So you already know your audience, you know your time limit, you know the topic. There might be one thing you might want to ask about what's available in the room. Like, can I present slides or should I just do just a speech? That might be something you want to know. And you could even chat to the person and say, okay, cool. Is there anything in particular you'd like me to see? Or is there any advice you have for me or something like that? But after that, like, you're just going to have to roll with what you've got. They're not going to tell you 
oh, you need to say this, this and this. Like, No, that would defeat the purpose. Exactly. They want to see what you're going to come up with a little bit. So, yeah, get the basics. Feel free to ask, get some more details and then just get on with it. Now, obviously, do some good research on the topic. If you're presenting ideas for the company, that might mean researching the company and their industry, their values, past projects, anything like that. Or like, what are their competitors doing? What are some challenges that they might be facing in the future? I think often presenting about what would you do in this role? What would success look like? What would you change? So coming back to your previous interviews as well is going to be really relevant. What have they already told you that they're facing? What have they told you that their priorities are? What are the things that were mentioned in the job ad that you need to look after and do? That's why when we talk about what you're doing after the interview is jotting down the notes or stuff that they say from the interview. That's why that can be really helpful because suddenly you get asked to do a presentation and you're like, oh, how many locations around the world did they have again? I can't remember. That kind of stuff is helpful for you to refer back to. And this one's hard for us to give advice on because it's like, depends on what the topic is. But I think research. And obviously prep your key ideas, your main takeaways. Think about the structure that you want to have it all in. Yeah. And I think thinking about telling this in a storytelling format is really helpful. There are a few, you can kind of look these up, but I'd recommend looking at different ways to tell a story. You can do kind of the the hero and villain kind of story of there's a hero and then there's a villain and then the hero gets a setback and then they overcome it. You know, there's that kind of trope or you've got the kind of traditional kind of fairy tale story, like you've got the beginning and the middle and the end. There's all these other kind of ones where you can start at now and go back into the past and then come back into the future. Like there's all different ways that you can kind of set out your overall ideas that might help you structure the overall, what am I going to say? Also put together some slides if that's going to be available. One key idea per slide. Don't load them up with text. Also don't go ham and have 50 slides. It's just a backup. Yeah, exactly. It should be a supporting thing only. And don't put like heaps and heaps of text or details or whatever on there. If you're talking while they're there, keep it minimal. Minimal is best. Now, as always, we say this about everything. Consider bringing notes. It's okay to have them and bring them. Yeah particularly for a presentation. It's like they're okay in an interview, let alone when you're presenting. Again, think about a meeting. You wouldn't not have notes in a meeting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. That would be irresponsible of you to not have notes with you. And again, like they're not expecting you to turn into Steve Jobs. Again, unless you're a teacher or like something where your job would be to talk without notes, in which case you would have to maybe just kind of wing it. But in any other role, like if you're a marketing person preparing an idea on what you would do for them as a marketing strategy, you would have notes, like bring in a piece of paper, have your computer on presenter mode, have a notebook with you. You could do like palm cards, but I think that would be overkill, honestly. Just, yeah, you could even have them on your phone. Now, a bit of housekeeping. Think ahead about technology. Do you need to bring your own laptop? If so, make sure you have an adapter or if the presentation can be emailed to yourself so that you can send it to someone else if the systems aren't compatible. Think about all the things that could go wrong. Yes. I don't know. This is just my logical brain. But if I was doing a presentation and they said, oh, you know, just bring your computer with you, I'd be like, well, what kind of a plug do you have? Because my computer doesn't have a full size (laughs) HDMI, so I'm going to have to bring an adapter. And then I would think, oh, what if my computer's going flat? I'll have to bring my charger as well. And then what if that doesn't work and we can't get it to connect to their screen? What do I do then? Then I would think, okay, I've got 
the presentation saved as a file or something or a link in my email so I could pull up my phone and email it to someone who was in the room and then they could bring it up on the screen. Which to me, this is flexing about your presentation skills because as we just said, they just want to see how well you prepare for something, etc. Showing initiative that you've thought about this and you know, there's not you're not going to run into trouble and be flustered. You're going to be cool, calm and collected. If your computer can't cast, it's all good. We'll forward it to Sandra. Yeah. So, like stuff like that, I think just have a couple of ideas. These are things that you could ask them as well if you wanted to get more details. You know, what kind of a cords are there available? They might just ask you to send it to them, to be honest. That would be the most straightforward thing. That's what I would do if I was making someone do a presentation. I'd tell them to send me the thing beforehand so that I could just put it up for them. But if that's the case, well, then when do you need them to click? How are you going to tell them how to click? You need to think about like, I point at you every time you need to click to the next slide. Gosh. Now, if you're going to use pretty design colors and use the company logo and colors, make sure it is the right logo and colors. Yeah, this one's a bit of a pet peeve. I think there's a few ways you can go about design. I've seen people do this in a few different ways. Either choose your own kind of random professional design, like grab something off Canva, grab a template off PowerPoint, like you just make it random, like it's your own choices of logos and colors for your presentation. I think that's fine. But if you are going to make it look like a company presentation, it's just dangerous. Do it properly. If you put the logo in and you've grabbed it off their website or something and it's pixelated and instead of resizing it properly, you've stretched it sideways, do you know how much that annoys me? I would do that. (laughs) Oh, get a quality version of their logo if you're going to use it. Make sure it's a PNG so there's no white background on it. Okay, no one has time for that. Just pick your own colours. Well, that's what I mean. Otherwise, stay away. But if you're going to use the logo... If you're out there and you don't know this, I'm giving you a random fact and it's going to stop people from doing this and driving me mad. Only resize with the corner buttons, not with the top and the side buttons. Does that make sense? Yeah, okay. When you're dragging something to make it bigger or smaller, you use the corners because it will keep the ratios intact. Yes. You know, like when you see your auntie has done a collage and she's stretched it out sideways and everyone looks fat and wide (laughs) and their heads are a funny shape. You know what I mean? Don't do that to their logo because they see it every day and they will instantly be able to tell. They'll get distracted by the warped logo. Yeah, and if you've used the logo and then the wrong colours or whatever, like, yeah, just be careful with that. Okay, moving on. Practice your delivery and time yourself. You don't want to become a rambler, but also if you know that it's, you know, got to be about 10 minutes and then you go for three minutes, then you need to beef it up a bit. And also I'm the kind of person that talks really, really fast if they're presenting and a bit nervous. We're forgetting an important tip. Clench your butt cheeks (laughs) if you are nervous and your hands are shaking. Yes, if your paper that you're holding is shaking, we love that tip. We use it all the time. If you're new here, you need to go back to our episode about nerves and you'll hear how that all unfolded. We've heard since then from our listeners that it definitely works. So that's one of our pro tips around here. Give it a try and let us know. Lastly, our last and final tip we have, think about questions that might get asked at the end of your presentation and make sure you have an idea of what you might say. If you've given a really outlandish idea for the company and they go, oh, how would that work or something? And and you just blank, like you came up with the initial idea, but no planning past that. It's not going to look good. Yep. Or like, what was the inspiration behind XYZ? Or think about some questions that they might 
follow up with? Like if you were watching that presentation, what would you want to know? How much would this cost? Like if we think about what's your vision for the role, they might ask you about what are the things that you would avoid doing in this role or what are the challenges you think you might face? You know, like what are the questions they might ask you as follow-ups or why did you come up with that idea or how did you decide that that was a priority? Some of those things, just think through the reasons you've put them in because I think that's likely to be a topic of conversation. There you have it. There is our crash course how-to guide on giving a presentation in the interview process. Sarah, final take home, wrap it up in a nice little bow. It's so specific to what you've been asked to do. So it is a little bit hard for us to give you specific tips, but don't overthink it. This is a great opportunity for you to demonstrate your skills. It's not a trick. You're going to be great. Go get them. Clench your butt cheeks. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify, or better yet, tell someone else about the show. That's how we can hit the charts so we can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration, some funny videos, and some savable takeaways, check us out on Instagram at Interview Boss. We've been your job search besties and helped you in some way. There's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming. Whoa.